is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to just say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. And remember, remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star review. Yes, I said five-star review. Nothing, Anything less is unacceptable. Appreciate you for that in advance. And if you have not liked or subscribed to our YouTube page, that is Locked On Sports Atlanta. What in the world are you waiting on? Um, we know we've been waiting on uh, <clears throat> the Atlanta Braves. They are in first place. We will definitely get into that. And T, the Falcons have released their depth chart. But did Drew Dolman earn that spot? We'll talk about that. And last but not least, and for the culture, I think that uh, DeJounte Murray is getting off to a really good start, even though we haven't started playing games yet. We'll talk about all that, but first, but T, the Braves get the win last night against the Oakland Athletics. It looked a little shaky because Kyle Wright, you know, was all over the place. He, yes. The troll was, wasn't there. He hit him hitting batters, and he just looked like he was just really off. But thankfully, the Braves' bats and <clears throat> Marcelo Zuna was giving a little production last night. I think I I don't of course you like to see Kyle Wright get that 18th win but T I think one of the things that you know you you like about the idea of team is that when you when your teammates is having an off night they're ready to, they're right there to pick you right up yeah I mean Kyle Wright was struggling Ray's bats were slugging so it wow, all yes. kind of balanced itself out and literally you got a contribution from just about everybody that has been the cog in the wheel really from June 1st for, for this entire run. And you mentioned Marcelo Zuna as well. Then this little stretch where he seems to be playing again, he's gone mm-hmm. six for 12. We're talking a home run three RBI. I mean, not, not a bad stretch for him, especially if he is trying to make his case for the postseason roster. Now is the time to make that case for that roster. But also you made a point about, right. You know, everybody has an off night. It's just like Snit said. Uh, Kyle Wright had an off night last night. It happens. We don't expect anything less than a bounce back. But I really, really like what I saw out of the bullpen who said, you know what? We got you. We got you. So Rasiel Iglesias, AJ Minter, Kenley Jansen, for him to come back and get a one, two, three ninth after the meltdowns that we've seen of recent, it just reminded you there's a reason that he is 30. He has 32 saves and that's a league best this season. So, yes. You love to see an all-around game. Meanwhile, looking at what the Mets are doing, polar opposite. Braves, six wins in a row. Mets, three losses in a row. And like you said, that brings us to a tie atop the NL East. Yes, I'm absolutely loving it. And we'll get into a little petty in regards to the Mets a little bit later on in the show. But, but first, T, tell the folks about what's going on at Built. Bar. What do you got going on for the good uh, listeners and viewers for, for Locked On Sports Atlanta? Yeah, so listen, guys, I got to put my, my specs on for this one because there's so much information that we want to share with you guys, just stuff that we is chock full of goodness when it comes to BuiltBar.com. So they are back at it again. They've got a new flavor for you. And you got to love it, Jarvis, because literally Built brings a new flavor, it seems like, every other week. And once again, they've done it. So Built Bar is now talking 
cookie dough chunk puffs. And who didn't like cookie dough when you were growing up, right? So that's a light flavor, a chewy texture, real dough chunks, by the way, and 100% real chocolate. So you gotta love that. And hey, it's good to you and it's good for you. Yes, it's tasty, but you can't beat the fact that it's got 15 grams of protein, only 160 calories, and those grams of protein in particular, that protein is actually the kind that will absorb very easily. It's called collagen protein. So when you think about protein is very important. Protein sometimes is tough to break down. This protein is not. So that means it's going to go through your body and give you all of the nourishment you need. So whether that's coming out of the gym, fresh off for workout and you need a snack, or you just need to pick me up throughout the day, or God forbid, I know I just had some traffic challenges going from point A to point B. You might need a snack in traffic. This is the snack for you. So where can you find it? built.com. And so it's really easy. You can order a box of cookie dough chunk puffs. Go ahead and order the new new right now. You use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off that order. Again, that's built.com using the promo code LOCKED ON to get the 15% off. And of course, your body will thank you. No doubt about it. You have to thank your body from time to time. And they're going to thank you if you put the right stuff in there. Now, speaking of the right stuff, um, Joseph <laughs> Martinez hasn't been the right stuff as of late. And, and I think that Joseph Martinez has really not become the, the face that he once was for this organization that is Atlanta United. And I think that, you know, there were some instances about there were some instances about what was going on with. You know, mm. Martinez, even when before Darren Eels left. And I think that's right. one of the things that you have to really keep an eye on. Now it's come to a head and he's been suspended for conduct detriment to the team. T. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not really surprised by, by this coming out right now, because obviously there's a lot of frustration going on within this organization. Exactly. And you kind of had these hints here and there that something wasn't quite right. The Gonzalo Pineda and uh, Joseph Martinez just were not on the right page. Right. But you're thinking right. to yourself, the injury to the knee, having to get the knee scoped again. And that's setting back during the season and all of the things that go through your head. And then, of course, there was so much controversy around him not getting starts match after match after match. He's coming in in the second half and you know still providing something but not providing like you're used to the king seeing and now this the altercation last sunday uh felipe cardenas of the athletic reported that that was an we'll call it an incident because an altercation sounds like physical but it was a verbal right, uh, yeah. incident if you will a back and forth between them that ended up in joseph knocking over the food table so we're told so it's like okay knocking over tables and whatnot but again on, that man. frustration kind of builds and my question is at this point and it's something that people have been low-key talking about at the end of this year you're looking at a team that has gone through what four managers since tata martino parted ways with them a couple of years ago and every time the organization has has chosen the player over the coach in every instance it's been the right thing to do i'm not sure it's the right thing to do this go round because gonzalo pineda has something special in his ability to see things being a former MLS player himself. Joseph Martinez, as we all hate to admit it, but it seems like he might be on the downside of his career. So we're going to be watching this to see if this is kind of sort of showing us the beginning of the end with Joseph Martinez, because listen, United has more than enough challenges these days. 
They've got to deal with the Miles Robinson issue for starters. So, and they've got injuries on top of injuries. This is a setback that I think is going to have some long-term implications. Long-term implications, meaning that it's time to tear it all down and start all over. Um, because, like you said, Joseph Martinez hasn't been himself off the off the field and on the field as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely keep monitor that as the Atlanta United try to figure this bad boy out. Now, yes. speaking of a team that hasn't that doesn't have to figure it out, we know exactly what's going on. The Georgia Bulldogs, you know, the oh, yeah. poll comes out, you know, uh, top twenty-five and. As you know, that a lot of people listen to this show, and it seems like the Associated Press T listens to this show as well because they moved mm-hmm. Georgia into the number two spot on the top twenty-five. Yes, um, leapfrogging the Ohio State um, Buckeyes. You know, they kind of struggle a little bit with Notre Dame, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the Georgia Bulldogs did exactly what they were supposed to do, and they kicked the crap out of a lesser opponent, and they just so happened to be ranked eleventh in the nation. Indeed, exactly. And that is a great point. They so happen to be 11 because if you were really that good, how do you drop all the way out of the AP poll in week like? Yes, you got a drumming, but again, you dropped 14 spots out of the poll. And we talked about this yesterday. The question was, okay, Georgia plays 11, you know, the number 11 team, like it's three to 11, if you will. And then you got Ohio State, I think it was two to six. Um, if you will. And so we were wondering, okay, that was a struggle for Ohio State, but Notre Dame was higher ranked in sort of that early uh, college football playoff conversation. Would Georgia's performance be enough to leapfrog Ohio State? And it did. And you know, uh, with the voting coming back with Alabama not getting all 61 votes, uh, Georgia actually got 17 first place votes. Mm -hmm. There's some commentary and some conversation that I think Dog Nation should be encouraged about the fact that, yeah, even though the Crimson Tide had a shutout win, it was over a non-ranked opponent, and people are still looking at Georgia like, yeah, you're a viable number one, too. Yeah, they look they look real because I think last year when you looked at that team, you understood that the defense was elite, and, you know, a lot of times voters don't really cater to that, right? Like if your right. offense is cooking – and I think that I think that's something that, you know, for, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs and Todd Munkin, mm-hmm. put that, the way they put their offense was on display against yes. the Oregon Ducks. I think that that is something that gets voters attention. And mm-hmm. they, I believe, like you said, that like 17 first place votes. I think they more than didn't have their attention as well as we continue to move forward through the, the season. Now, yes. the Atlanta Falcons are getting ready to move mm-hmm. forward into their first right, game Calvin. of the season. They released their depth chart yesterday. And um, Drew Dahlman is the center, starting center. And y'all know how I feel about mm-hmm. that now. I've let my, my thoughts uh, convey. We're going to talk about whether or not we feel like Drew Dahlman earned that bad boy or not. That's next right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones, everybody. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And we are so glad you guys are coming back to talk to us because guess what? This is going into a game week for the Falcons. So just like always, we bring you guys amazing content. And how do we know? Because you keep giving us five-star reviews. So whenever you rock with us, we appreciate that and continue to tell everybody else to just download us wherever you download your podcast. And also keep checking us out on YouTube. You guys leave some really cool comments there as well. And we appreciate that and you're getting us ever so close as locked on sports atlanta to 4,000 subscribers so keep hitting the like button and keep subscribing because guess what every day all day in addition to talking braves 
UGA, some United, and maybe some Hawks too. We'll do that in fourth culture. But we are going to just drop all kinds of Falcon Nuggets in your lap. So today we're talking about the depth chart that dropped yesterday. And I got to start where Jarvis had started a couple weeks ago because it's like fast forwarding to his insight after what we saw both the training camp and in those first couple preseason games. But I wanted to call it out, Jarvis, because you mentioned it first where, you know, we're kind of holding our breath to see, okay, who's going to make the depth chart? What is the order going to look like? But all eyes were really on that final space along that O-line, which was center. Was it going to be Drew Dahlman? Was it going to be Matt Hennessy? We see that it's Drew Dahlman who's in that starting position at center. What are your thoughts? <sighs> I mean, I'll continue to say, you know, how I felt, you know, um, when when I when I declared that Matt Hennessy had won the position right on this show. I think that Matt Hennessy probably showed a little bit better than than, than um, Drew Dahlman because I saw some things in his game that I saw from last year, and I thought that there wasn't really any progression there. Mm-hmm. So I think for for but for the fa- from the Falcon standpoint, I think from a valuation standpoint, I think that I'm not too surprised that he ended up they ended up going with Dahlman because when you think about it, Matt Hennessy is from the previous regime, sure, and he's a guy that. You know they feel strongly about you feel mm-hmm. strongly about a player until you don't feel strongly about him so hey if this guy couldn't beat out a guy like matt hennessy that would be a very bad look on this regime you know yeah. from because we know how sensitive we get you know from the media standpoint and from fans as well right. about offensive alignment evaluation yes they have yeah. this organization hasn't hasn't done a good job of that in the past yeah. 15 years so i think yeah. that for them to kind of be out on a guy and Matt Hennessy, you know, mm-hmm. take the, the starting reins, it wouldn't have been a good look. So I think that, you know, they went with the guy that they drafted. They saying, okay, if it's even, if it was the – they feel like – I feel like they feel like that that the competition was even. And yes. if it's even, we're going to go with our guy. Give it to your guy. And yeah, yes. give it to your yes. guy and, and let it let's see what happens. And I think that ultimately that's what ended up happening in this particular competition. I would have to agree, because if you look at the last official depth chart of the preseason, they were listed as co-ones. So I believe that you called it correctly in that, hey, if we're going to have (laughs) co-ones, exactly. If we're going to have co-ones, then we're going to give it to our guy and let him battle to keep that spot throughout the rest of the season. Now, I think there are, of course, a couple of other spaces that we'll talk about on offense. I think we would agree from a defensive perspective, there really weren't any shocks in terms of what that depth chart looked like. And at the end of the day, we also know that some of those players and how Dean Pease uses them will depend on the packages that he puts out there. So I think on defense, we really didn't have any shockers, but there are a couple more on offense that we thought, hmm, interesting. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But Jarvis, let's tell him about Coffee AM first, because as excited as we are about this Falcons depth chart, the reason that we keep the energy level sometimes the same energy all day is because of Coffee AM. CoffeeAM.com backslash locked on. That is the website that you need to go to. Now I'm about to tell you why. It's because I get my day started each and every day with a nice brew coffee. 
A.M. And I absolutely love it because, I, you know, I start off with the, the Kenya K-Cups. That was one thing that I started off when we started this thing with Coffee A.M. And they have just been absolutely amazing. Like, I'm talking about tea. You go on, a, it takes you on a trip. It takes you on, <laughs> it takes you all the way to Africa and say, you know what? I want to go to Africa today. Let's go to Kenya. Let's see what's going on. You pop that bad boy box open and you're like... Ooh, it's just something that might make your head blow off. It is absolutely mm -hmm. amazing because, guys, this is the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. And Love they it. have all type of coffee, teas, and gift sets. You know, if you're not really rocking with the coffee, you can get some teas, you know. And mm -hmm. if you don't rock with the coffee or the tea, go and get a nice gift set for the person that you know. I know you know somebody that likes coffee and tea and or tea right. in your family. So don't act like that. Now, now that I told you why you need to go there, Here's some incentive to go there even more. When you go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on, drop in the coupon code box, locked on, and you're going to get 15% off, off of all those coffee, teas, and gift sets that I just told you about. So, yeah, and that's off of your first purchase. Now, you don't try to use it every time you go there, but this is <laughs> off your first purchase. Drop in the coupon code box, locked on, and you're going to get 15% off. Go ahead and pull up on the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. Yeah. Yeah, and you probably are going to need it, let's say, Monday morning, because I am sure that you are going to be out all day and all night Sunday because it is game one of the regular season for the Falcons. And who knows? It's a rivalry weekend, so therefore you might be out the entire weekend and may need coffee to perk you up just to get to the game on Sunday. But one of the things that made us perk up, one of the things that we were excited about was just seeing – uh, Drake London actually listed as wide receiver one because we wondered, hey, he hasn't practiced in a long time, got back to practice this week along with Brian Edwards, and there he is as number one on the depth chart along, of course, with uh, Brian Edwards on, on the other side. So with that in mind, you know, you kind of think about it like, did that encourage you when you saw Drake's name on the list to say that that was an ad of depth in terms of the passing game or not so much because maybe you're thinking, for lack of a, a better term, he'll have a pitch count on how much he plays. I definitely think it's the latter. Now, but I'm still encouraged, though, to, to see that he was he's healthy enough for them to, or com they're comfortable enough putting him at wide receiver one because mm -hmm. you don't do that if you don't feel like he's he's healthy. And you're going yeah. to proceed with caution. And I think that, right. you know, so it's a little bit of a combination of both if I, if I can if I can do that. So mm -hmm. I think one of the things that, you know, you all also you're going to look for is that how they're going to use them. Right. You know, yeah. uh, if you're going to be on a pitch count, then what type of what type of formation are you going to use them in? Is it going to be split out wide with, you know, Kyle Pitts? Those are mm -hmm. some of the things that I'm excited to see because yeah. I just really, like I said, I've said, I've said, I've said it on this show before and I will mm -hmm. continue to say that I believe Arthur Smith is a really, really good play caller. Yeah, He's a guy yeah. that puts his players in positions to make plays and it's really up to them as to whether or not they're going to do that. Kind of reminds me of another guy, um, Kyle Shanahan. Um, Jake Matthews was actually talking about that, how it, things were eerily similar to when they, you know, the year, obviously we know Kyle Shanahan, it was a struggle that first year, you know, and then that second year is when, 2016, when they went into that, went on that Super Bowl run. So I think yes. that if you're hearing it from a guy who's been, who was out there actually on mm -hmm. the field, I think that that's something that, you have to pay attention to because I believe yes. that Arthur Smith has that. We t he's a he was a rookie head coach last year. You talk about the sophomore league for players. I think we're going to see a sophomore league for Arthur Smith as well. 
indeed. And I think too, that when you look across I feel like he has more, and I'm going to call them toys for lack of a better term, but he has a few more toys to play with and tinker around with this year. And one of the areas where I believe he has more depth and just more to work with, which will actually give us a versatile offensive game plan, because you can, is because you do have a better running back room than you had a year ago. And of course, it's going to be led and anchored by Cordero Patterson, although we know he's going to be more of a hybrid player. But I believe to have a Damian Williams, who of course is second on the depth chart, to have a Tyler Algier in that room as well, and even to have someone like Avery Williams, who might be fourth down the depth chart, but at least you know he's reliable, and at least you know he's the system. I really like what I see in terms of what Arthur Smith and Dave Ragone will be able to do in the run game. We also saw some highlights of it, if you will. And we know on the sneaky tip, Caleb Huntley is still on that practice squad. So you never quite know what that might mean. But I do like the way that the running back room is shaping up. And I feel like CP, Damian Williams, Algier, that's where we start. But what are your thoughts, especially in terms of, hmm, is that where that room ends up in terms of pecking order? I don't think so. I believe that Algier is going to work his way into that split in time with Cordero Patterson. I wholeheartedly believe that because when you talk about a guy being being versatile, right, like versatility is is how you get on the field. Mm-hmm. And for him to be in his rookie year, to be able to pass block like he, I believe he can, yes. I think that that's way how you earn your way on the field. Because mm-hmm. When you think about it, when have you last time you seen Cordero Patterson sitting up here in the back – protecting and you know you didn't see that right. that much right people like to try try me go ahead and try me on that go ahead and go back and watch the film if you, mm-hmm. if you don't if you doubt your boy because he wasn't in a lot of those situations and then right. damian williams not necessarily really didn't see him do that too much mm-hmm. in the preseason right um but i think that algeria is a guy that can get his way on the field from a pass protection standpoint and being able to catch the ball out of the backfield and we yes. know what that tote game here know. so i think that Right now he's third, but I think eventually he bumps to, he bumps up to at least that second spot and splitting time with um with Cordero Patterson when he's not agreed. And just depending on how things play out in that wide receiver room, there may be times where he really shows, especially with Toten Rock, he shows that he's going to be the number one option in the backfield. So when we come back, speaking of number one, haha. You know, we go trolling folks sometimes. You know, we get petty sometimes. And when you're number one and you're back on top of the mountain, you get to be petty too. We'll talk about it in For the Culture. Final segment of ATL Day One with Jarvis and Tanisha. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day One your first listener today. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your favorite podcast. Because we know you're, you're your absolute favorite. Make sure you leave us a five-star review so people yes. can make our podcast their favorite as well why are you gonna hold on to greatness don't don't hold on to greatness share that bad boy because that's how it is that's what it's going to be now t this is for the culture it is the intersection between sports entertainment and the culture and sometimes we talk about that's just how we get down on this show today is no different because you know you know i i think that as we go through our preparation for this show you know, Tanitra sends me some stuff and, you know, I start going through it and kind of checking things out. This one particular video really, really stood out to me. And, it, you know, it's kind of very interesting, right? So, it was Max <laughs> Scherzer. My laughter. Max, Max Scherzer, 
was uh, <laughs> talking about, you know, some, some ailments. And, you know, and uh, for those of you who don't know, he's been moved to IL for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and I'm not laughing at that. Not laughing at that. Not, you know, not that part. We're going to get to the funny part. So <laughs> I think that when we started talking about his ailments, you know, and how he was feeling, he was talking about how achy he was and, you know, he just wasn't feeling right. He was going to miss one start. Yes. But, you know, we know how Mets fans are really, really annoying. You know, yeah. they're really they're up there with the New York Knicks. Funny how there's two teams from New York mm. are, are very annoying and they have the same colors. But I, I, I think that when, you know, you got a guy like Ian Rappaport who tweets out, please let the Mets or let's go Mets, please begging for a win against the Pittsburgh Pirates team. Like, where are we? This was a team that was up 10 and a half games on June 1st. And now we're sitting here with the Braves tied at the top of the division. Oh, my God, T, I'm loving – I don't know which part I'm loving the most, the the meltdown of the actual Mets or right. the meltdown of the fans. And I think I'm leaning towards the fans right now. Oh, can we get co-MVPs? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Just like we have co-rookie MVPs on, exactly. on, the, on the Braves squad. On the Braves yes, team, I said yeah. we, The city of Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, that's how we roll down here. We exactly. roll deep on y'all folks. Yeah, so I'm giving them co-MVPs because really, okay, so when I look at the Mets fan base, right, they get <laughs> the MVP because, you know what? You should have, you really, really should have piped down. You've been piping up since May. And we told you, don't pipe up like that because the Braves are the world champions. Mm -hmm. The Braves are the ones who've won the division four years running. And the Braves are the ones who really have been ruling this division for the last couple decades. So until you do something that you haven't done since 1986, Mm -hmm. then you really got to be quiet. You really do. But I also will say that I'll give a co-MVP to the Mets because, you know, there's a new song out that is on the top of the charts by my girl Beyonce. And, you know, she says, you can't break my soul. Well, I think that the Braves have broken the souls of the Mets. Think about it. Think about it. Think about Taiwan Walker and how he was rolling before he came through the dirty, dirty. He rolled up in Truist Park, and I'm telling you, that dude has a twitch now. Telling you, you broke his soul. And I do believe that the Braves are uh, out here trying to break souls in these next 30 games. So yesterday we talked about the fact that, hey, look, the Braves really are the better team, if you will. But in addition to that, the Braves are trending up. Everything is starting to come together. The bullpen is starting to find itself again. We're seeing solid pitching. Forget what we saw with Kyle Wright. I'm talking about the across the space, right? We're seeing yes. the bats pick up when the, the bullpen can't get it done, when the pitching rotation can't get it done, the, the, the bats are getting it done. And maybe most importantly, Jarvis, everybody is getting healthy at the right time for the Braves, not so much for the Mets. So I think some souls are being broken in Queens. In that borough, I think they're breaking. Yeah, no doubt. They're broke in my eyes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm being petty. Because, yeah, I'm tired of y'all folks flooding our comments and talking about let's go Mets and all this good stuff. Yeah, where y'all at now? Like, y'all don't disappeared on your folk. You're like, y'all, we're loving this good content. You guys are just so uh, admirable. No, we ain't admirable no more, huh? Yeah, get your life together. <laughs> get your life together. Uh, we know uh, one player in the city of Atlanta that actually plays for the Atlanta Hawks, DeJounte Murray. He got his life together. T, yes. I got so excited when I saw this bad boy. Now, you know how the players 
players are always posting stuff on IG. And I, I'm not saying that because I have an issue with it. You know, I love I love how the guys like the guys like to share their lives. You know, right. what's going on with them? It's cool. Now, Dejounte Murray was in the gym somewhere, right? It looks like it was very dark. And then all he saw, next thing you know, he popped up on the screen and said, "Well, you know, like he's man, I really love Atlanta. I really like I, I love this city." And then it's, it flipped to another screen and said, "I didn't come to Atlanta to party." I came here to win. Man, it just made me just, I don't know about you, T, but I'm super excited about um, fall basketball. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am so, I so can't wait to see what this team looks like once these guys get on the court together with me, yes, specifically Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Exactly. There seems to be such a commitment, right? And sometimes, Jarvis, you know, as our parents would say, sometimes, they had to step back, right, and just let us fall in our faces to really learn the lesson. And unfortunately, it was tough for the Hawks fan base to see the Hawks kind of fall on their face for the better part of last season until they got it together. And unfortunately, it was a little too late because then they had to dig themselves out of that play-in tournament and then kind of ran into that bulldozer called the Miami Heat. This year, however, I believe two things. Number one, that they learned the lesson. And number two, they understand the assignment this year. And when you have those things coming together and you have a willingness and a commitment to buy into the game plan of whatever Nate McMillan is cooking up, and then Travis Schlink and Landry Fields went out and got you a guy and then even got you some guys along the way who I believe are going to be serviceable enough, I do believe that this team is slowly but surely reminding you, just like you said, with little pieces like, I didn't come to play with you today. I came to slay. I'm here on assignment. I'm not here to play. Not that he's not going to have fun with his new city. Not saying because, hey, San Antonio versus Atlanta, I mean, you're real. But he is not, he did not come here to play with, with anybody. And I love it. And I feel like there's just this fire, this commitment, this energy. And man, like you said, as excited as we are, and we are excited to see what this new look Falcons team is going to do come Sunday. And for the rest of the season, we're excited to see what the Braves are going to do and whether or not they're going to contend and go deep in this postseason and try to put themselves in position for being two-time champions. But I don't know if we are as excited and maybe as intrigued as we've ever been about the Hawks like we are right now. Yeah, I don't I don't see a time. Even when like leading up to the 60 win season or coming off that 60 win season. Yes. I don't feel I don't feel like like the, if you look up and down at that roster, like um, the NBA 2K ratings just came out, right? I know mm-hmm. it's a video game, but but follow with me, T. Um, you know, they you just looking up and down that starting lineup. It's just like you got Trey Young, you got Dejounte Murray, you got DeAndre Hunter, you got John Collins, you got Clint Capella. It's like that's a pretty doggone good starting lineup, right it there. Is. And you still got Bogdan, ooh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yes, excuse me, coming off the bench, and you, so you have your sniper, you have that six man who can come off and just go get buckets for you. So, the way this thing is is, is stacking up, then you got the Holiday Brothers. It's gonna be holiday mm-hmm. season because those guys, both of those guys, like to play defense. So I think that yes. all those those components of that the makeup of this roster, I really do like it as far as being a contender in the Eastern Conference. So yes. um, 
it's, like you said, it's going to be Christmas here pretty soon as they get ready to go to Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. at some point. Yeah, yes. you know, and go uh, do their thing out there. So, hey, they're going to be on display, and I'm sure we'll see plenty of videos of Trey Young and Jante mm-hmm. Murray throwing alley used to John Collins. So I can't wait. Indeed. And we are so excited to see, you know, just what that team will evolve into. Even players, like you said, how about we're going – you literally called so many names – and we didn't even get to CC and double O. That's how deep wow. this team is. Yeah, there you go. That's how deep mm-hmm. it is. So when you think about all of those pieces and starting to see them mold and meld together and also see some of those younger players growing in their third or fourth or fifth years, it's some exciting stuff that's going to be going down to State Farm Arena. But also we expect some exciting things to go on as the Braves are going to have an afternoon game, sort of that matinee game to hopefully get this sweep of the A's. We'll talk about it. We'll download it with you guys tomorrow. And of course, any updates that we get, whether it's on that Joseph Martinez situation or any little nuggets we get from Flowery Branch to get us all the way to Sunday, certainly we'll get you that information and anything going down on this sports scene in Atlanta. You can find out about it right here on day ATL day ones. And after you check us out to find out, go check out our guy hitting hard with John Chuckery to give you the download and the scoop as well. So listen, looks like it's a beautiful day in the A. Be safe. And you know what? Don't be like the Mets. Don't let anybody break your soul. See ya. Y'all come back now, you hear? Not the Mets fans.